Hey, Phil, you loved this episode, I heard. I absolutely adored this episode. I was, I, it finally gave me everything I wanted from a babysitter's club. I'm really happy to hear that and also very curious as to why, because I do think this is structured better than prior episodes, but I'm not sure what else it was that made it so much better. Uh, first of all, uh, it had the Ramses, and not just some Ramses, it had every Ramses. It had all of the Ramses, that, sh- that is true. Uh, probably before we dive in, because it seems like we desperately want to today for some reason. Uh, uh, full disclosure, uh, Christy and I already completely discussed the uh, elections and the Halloween series before we <laughs> pressed record. It was important. We this this is why there is little preamble because we've mm. gotten the actual like germane subjects of the day out of the way, and now we can yes. talk about the Babysitters Club. If you uh, want to hear us talk about the films of Edgar Wright, you'll just have to send us some Patreon money. Oh, I guess. I'm sorry that happened off mic. Yeah, uh, last night in Soho recommend. This is a this is a podcast called Pizza Toast. I thought one of my cats just walked into the room, but no, it is a slipper that looks like a red panda. My name my name is Did Chris. it just crawl into the room though? Probably. Uh, uh, this is a podcast where we talk about the Netflix Babysitters Club right now, uh, and we're talking about the episode Jesse and the Super Brat. My name is Christy. My name is Phil, and is your camera flipped because you're? bookshelf is on the other side than it usually is i don't know i don't know man i don't know what's going on but <laughs> I don't maybe know what's maybe i changed the orientation of my room impossible to say uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry i am very distracted today but uh yes jesse and the super so this is our first jesse ramsey episode and oh boy is it a jesse ramsey episode this is yeah, a this is it's a, not a secret mal it's not a secret uh, Marianne, it's a solid Jesse sode, and it it is a Jesse sode, and there are uh, appearances from both Mel and Marianne. Both play. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mel doesn't really play a pivotal role so much as she is there and she is excited about her friend. Uh, yes, in a general sense, uh, Marianne is uh, is somewhat instrumental in this episode. Right, surprisingly enough, because I don't think of Marianne and Jesse as like particularly close no that's not a dynamic duo but i do love that jesse was like who do i know that's a sensible person and just automatically defaulted to marianne this is quite different from the uh from the book correct i mean in as much as it has to be modern now yeah uh this is our second appearance by Derek Masters in uh, Babysitter's Club live action uh, uh, media. True. And Jesse was his babysitter uh, previously, too. Yep. She has a, uh, so, so, I guess, flashback. So, this is Jesse and the Superbrat, which is based on the book Jesse and the Superbrat, which is pivotal in Babysitter's Club lore because it introduces Derek Masters, who, if you remember mm-hmm. from the HBO series, was a child actor. Mm-hmm. who is from Stony Brook, but he would go to L.A. to shoot things, but he'd come back every once in a while, and his mom would make him uh, ha- be babysat just to get him socialized. And Derek's personality in the books was kind of... He was a he was bratty, but mostly because he didn't know how to be around other kids. Yeah, and in this, he is the most down-to-earth, uh, kind child. Like, he's mm-hmm. very... He's very considerate. He is more of a friend figure to Jesse by the end of the episode 
than a babysitting yeah. charge, I would say. And he has, instead of his mom wanting him to be babysat, he has a single father who is basically his manager. Like and his, uh, he is not an actor. Oh, he's no. Trying, he's trying to be, but he is a social media star in probably one of the better representations of child social, like more believable representations of a child social media star that I've seen. Yeah. So this is a clean version of Pootie Shoe on uh, Mythic Quest, who is a streamer. Uh, Derek is sort of, it seems like he's a TikTok star, but po- mm-hmm. perhaps a YouTube star because he does like unboxings. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> unboxings and reboxings. <laughs> he According has, to Mal. <laughs> yes. He has sponsorship deals. Uh, he went viral when he was a very small child as a, a supervillain named the Superbrat. I think they yes. say he was two when that happened, and that like caught fire, and he is still famous on the coattails of that. Who is the little boy who got his own like product line at Target? Oh, who shoot. you see him smiling on every single package? He's a little boy. This is basically what Derek Masters is. This, I can't think of that kid's name. J- is it Jer- Jacob, whatever? Jacob, Jake, Jacob, yeah. Jacob, and, uh, the kid who has a song about a backpack or something. I have I no idea because every time I've seen his face on anything, I have left the store and gone to communion. It's just, I, I feel like <laughs> I have to like cleanse my soul. Not because I hold anything against a child who is famous, but because I just don't fit into this social ecosystem anymore no yeah so that's a little boy who got famous for unboxing things on youtube which is for for the olds in the audience including me unboxing means you get something like a like a like like a toy Mm -hmm. and you turn on your camera and you open the box and you look at what is inside it and you show it to people online and doing that for a time was like the most lucrative thing you could do on YouTube. You'd get millions of viewers, you'd get millions of sponsorships, you'd make millions of monies. And that's how Derek Masters seems to be supporting his poor father. <sighs> yeah, his father, uh, sad man, uh, start, mm-hmm. starts out just seeming very competent and very proud of his son. Over the course of the episode, you find out like he's sort of like hanging on by a thread, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. And I like that Christy has to be his therapist at the end of the episode because these uh, girls yeah. love to be parents therapists. <laughs> This is so, yeah. So, her, Derek Master's father isn't, I think Jesse says this. He's not a bad guy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, he's just, uh, he's, he's his son's manager. And it seems like all he's focused on is getting, uh, getting his son like picture deals and mm-hmm. getting him more exposure and getting more money into the family he's uh the dad is played by noah bean and he looks like a noah bean he looks like a noah bean i he looked weirdly familiar but i don't think he's in anything i've seen he just looks Uh, like a guy did you watch the tv series nikita i did not did you watch once upon a time i did not did you watch 12 monkeys i did not did you watch uh the enemy within I I could pretend that I did. I don't think I've seen anything this man. This guy has been a regular on like seventeen TV series. It sounds like it. And uh, I mean, he's not. He's he's a regular Derek Masters. He's not doing bad (laughs) for himself. Uh, But yeah, he plays he plays uh, Chaz Masters. 
Derek's yeah. father. And this kid, this kid playing Derek is good. He's a convincing, like, I would I would understand why this kid in particular goes viral. Because he just seems like a normal kid. Uh, he's cute. He's, uh, he's charming. Uh, he also, like, when this episode, like, at the outside of this episode, when Jesse first arrived at his house... I was thinking he was going to be a lot more obnoxious than he is. Mm. Like he's going to be like a taskmaster and like ordering her around uh, in how she should film him. But no, he's just very relaxed about it. Very... I was actually hoping he'd be a little more obnoxious because I, I kind of had trouble in like seeing him as an obnoxious YouTube star. Oh, yeah. No, he wasn't. He was just like a nice little kid. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, but so Jesse gets this job and this ends up being one of her first regular gigs in the club for a while because she's very busy. She is yes. a, the, the, we, this is emphasized time and again in this episode the, mm-hmm. that a ballet is a, a very dominant force in her life. And there are reasons for that. Like it's something that she very much loves. And by the end of the episode, she kind of rediscovers that, but it's also right. something she's not excelling at in the way she was in her smaller town uh, ballet. Yeah. Or or the way she is in her books. Like That's she's... what I was thinking. Like, she is just not, like, she doesn't get the lead, like, the lead dance or the lead part. Like, she doesn't get nope. solos. She is just kind of in the background in this one. It's well, very let's a, different. Let's jump, because the, the, the episode starts off in uh, Madame Noel's. Yes, I, I liked that it was Madame Noel's. Uh, she's not French in this in this version of Madame Noel. She doesn't have a thick accent like she does in the books. She's not referring to Jesse as Mademoiselle Romsey. <laughs> Which I can deal with. I can deal yeah. with all of these things. Yeah, and Jesse is one of the students who's being corrected more. She's mm-hmm. uh, uh, We get a little bit of an opening monologue. We got a good monologuer here, by the way. This is a good voiceover. Yes. Yeah. And there's she's, plenty of it. She is good in this episode. She's like, I... I find Jessie somewhat flat in the books, but I like this interpretation of her a lot. So this is uh so we get some re- restructuring of the order of things in this episode, uh, mm-hmm. different from the books. Now, as we've established in the last season and in this season, uh, Jessie is not the only black person in Stony Brook, mm-hmm. uh, but you are clearly shown a ballet class in which she is one of the few people of color. Yeah. Uh, and she's, and she makes brief, uh, sort of more subtle references to the fact that she feels like that's an additional, like, thing she has to work through in order to prove herself in mm-hmm. Stony Brook. I actually um, thought she was going to say the reason they picked her for the ballet school was because she was a person of color. Like, it mm. felt like it was leading that way. Then it did not. So yeah. maybe that maybe I was reading into things, but uh, yeah, you said and you said she's she's being uh, the ballet class, by the way, looks great. Um, uh, Alana's only criticism was that the first time uh, Madame uh, Madame uh, I suddenly can't Noel. remember her name, Madame Noel uh, uh, calls out a move. They do a, di- a different move. And mm. I assume that's just an editing thing. Like they just edited some. They just because she's Almost like, whoa, whoa, whoa. she's like, that wasn't a jeté. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, I think that was just like they're just cutting things together really fast. But it's a great. It's a the, these kids are not uh, professional dancers, but they are mm-hmm. competent dancers. 
And they do a really good job at like showing like this is a bunch of kids doing ballet. Mm -hmm. And because it is just her class and barely any of them have lines at any point, they clearly were able to just cast uh, girls who knew how to do ballet. Who knew how to dance. Looks, uh, yeah, it looks good. Uh, and this is what, but this is where we learn, oh, Jessie is not the prima ballerina that she is in the book. She yeah. is, she's good. She is talented mm -hmm. enough that she is in this school and she and her mother have a discussion about this immediately after, uh, but she does not feel like she is the best at it. No, and she was the best at it back in uh, back in New Jersey. Yeah, right, right. Um, and and that's kind of becomes her conflict. Uh, it's it's stated explicitly in this, which is, do I do I still like do I love ballet or did I just love being the best at ballet? Right, which is a very mature question to be asking yourself <laughs> when you're uh, eleven years old. And it's kind of something that uh, God, I forgot she's supposed to be eleven. And yeah. it's kind of. Uh, <laughs> It's kind of what uh, what our own child Mitzi is going through at the moment with some of her extracurricular activities. Uh, mm -hmm. As soon as stuff started becoming very challenging to her, she's you see her starting to reevaluate: is this something I actually enjoy, or is it something that I just liked doing when I was easily good at it? Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's and that's something I think that you hit when you're. There's a point when you're a kid where you can just kind of do anything. Oh yeah. And then you're then you get to a certain age and you start having to build muscle, you start having to to work harder at things and stuff stops just being fun and starts being work. Mm -hmm. And that's something we never see Jesse go through in the books. No, this is actual conflict that she doesn't really ever experience. And right. it's it, it's interesting, it, and it is also because they also do present the typical uh, Babysitter's Club conflict of Jessie is so busy with ballet that she's pushing Babysitter's Club aside. But they work around that really well, I think, just mm -hmm. by ha her having her take on Derek, like sitting Derek, sitting for Derek weekly. Like it doesn't that doesn't end up taking the spotlight as the inner conflict in this episode. Right. I think this episode does a really good job at balancing its A and B plots. Partly mm -hmm. because they both involve Jesse. Right. Uh, yeah. So we have, yeah, we have Jesse having this kind of crisis of who am I and what should I be doing at the yeah. forefront. And we also, like, in the background, we have, uh, there's some event going on that all of the parents in Stony Brook are going to be busy with. Yeah, there's so, going to be like a like a town hall meeting or something. Yes, it's a town hall meeting about a specific traffic light that we have just learned is a thorn in all of Stony Brook's side. Like they they need to, and it's specifically a thorn in Jesse's side because it's what keeps her from being on time after ballet class to the babysitters club meeting. Right. Yeah. There's no there's no stoplight at a certain left turn and mm -hmm. like cars just keep going, and that's the scene where we meet uh mrs ramsey yes and becca we, and we see the back of squirt's car seat <laughs> we do and we also see squirt himself later and later mr on, yeah. ramsey later man how much do you love the ramseys they're so good in this i love all of them uh i've enjoyed every iteration we've had of the ramseys we saw we saw them briefly in uh in or some of them briefly in the uh hbo series mm -hmm. uh, we saw becca especially and they're just my, I, I've, no, I say this in almost every episode. They are my favorite family in the book. I think they're the best in the books. They are the most well-drawn family. You actually know who they are and you get yeah. that very clearly, very quickly here too. Like, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you get to see Squirt, uh, 
like or squirt not terrorizing but kind of like annoying his parents by pouring juice all over two of his stuffed animals like it is implied he does this twice it happens off yeah. camera but it's great yes. and becca is a little younger no like she's maybe yeah she's still in a car seat which means she could be i guess four or five and she is in an acapella group apparently which is adorable <laughs> And she ice skates. She yeah, she is uh, all about the activities. But uh, yeah, that, so we get like a, a car scene where Jesse is talking about how she is not as amazing at ballet as she maybe thought she was before entering this class. Yeah, and we also learn as the, as the episode goes on that the family has sacrificed quite a bit to keep Jesse in four ballet classes a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this ballet academy, at this school where she has been taking ballet, like this yeah. is. It's a big deal. In the books, you get, in the books, you know that they they have to give up quite a bit. But the family seems uh, like so many of the Stony Brook people. They seem a little better off. Mm-hmm. So their 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 schedules are a little more loosey goosey as need be. But uh, in this episode, you get told pretty bluntly by Mrs. by Mrs. Ramsey in a dynamite monologue from her. So good that. So- that th- this family has has basically turned themselves upside down so Jesse can pursue ballet. I think it's a testament to how good this episode is that I feel less beholden to going scene by scene here because yeah. it flows really well. Because like uh, like in short order, we get Jesse babysitting Derek, uh, Jesse wanting like tr- not trying out necessarily like have it like in her ballet class, mm-hmm. one person is selected to do the lead role and then everybody else is more of a background player well they do their... tryouts yes they, you see her she she and, and she was in, unable to take a weekend class yes that the... would have helped her with her i can't remember what it was her it's jetes. Jetes. it's like an it's a yeah it's a nice line that's just kind of dropped in like oh if she had been able to take this saturday clinic she probably would have done better like but she couldn't because saturdays are you know family time and mm-hmm. uh there's other things going on and the the two lead roles go to Miranda Rose and Clementine Anderson Ooh. who are not book characters no they're not but they're wonderful names <laughs> but there are a lot of girls named in her ballet classes i'm surprised they didn't go with any number of them. Yeah, I remember there being a lot of girls in her belly because yeah. she has like, like she's friendly with a lot of them mm-hmm. and, and enemies with some of them. Yes, true. <laughs> there are a couple cute. I mean, there's like a one very cute exchange uh, between her and one of the other girls who's playing. Uh, as Jesse puts it, she is playing an icicle. She yeah. is, uh, which their costumes uh, are super clear about that, but it's ballet costumes. Like it's fine, everything's great. Uh. Yeah, they're in this. They're in this uh, ballet, and uh, she gets put in the uh, in the uh, corps de ballet, which is essentially the chorus in ballet, mm-hmm. uh, or she refers to it as she's in the leftovers. Yeah, which is, which is you get the sense, and this is very much Jesse in the books, which is. She wants the leads, and if she doesn't get leads, she'd just rather not be a part of it. We see that in the Peter Pan book, especially. I love the Peter Pan book. But yeah, that is absolutely what happens there. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening here is she and Derek both don't get the roles that they were going out for. He uh, He was against one other person potentially going to be cast in like a children's series and he doesn't get that part oh jesse not does just, 
a children's series. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, going for the for the show. Oh, oh, yes, that was <laughs> Kid Mandarin Chief about a child who gets elected president. I believe he was up for like Secretary of State or something. Yeah, he was the chief. He was going to be the chief of staff. That was chief of very staff. Funny. Is yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Kid Mander is a great word. <laughs> Kid Mander, it's really good. So she, Jesse does tell Mallory, who tells the club that she got the lead part, like she, mm. and uh, but she says in her uh, in her voiceover, for some reason she feels like she can tell Derek the truth about it, and yeah. I mean probably because he also didn't get the part he was going out for. Yeah, um, but this causes all kinds of problems because. All the girls now think that Jesse has a lead role and she has to keep mum about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's starting, it's starting to gnaw at her. And uh, Derek somehow convinces her to give up ballet and pursue a life as a social media star. <laughs> I can understand how he does this. He's charming and also he makes it look very easy. Uh, and that's the point at which, like, uh, Marianne comes over mm-hmm. to Jesse's house. Um, and Jesse shares the with her mother that she's going to do this. And that's when we get the very good uh, monologue about how much the family has sacrificed. You just don't understand. I do. You didn't get a big part in your winter show. You're not the center of attention anymore. So now you want to throw years of hard work and discipline and focus away. Your ego can't take it. So you're going to be an internet celebrity. Jessica, you want to quit ballet because you don't like it anymore? Fine. But you are not quitting just because you didn't get exactly what you wanted when you wanted it. And And certainly not. So you can make YouTube videos of yourself fooling around with packing materials in my laundry room. Becca was on fire today. Time to eat. This is Marianne. Hi, Mr. Ramsey. Nice to meet you. She yells at so she's yelling at jesse and then the and then the father walks in holding squirt and he clearly quickly reads the room and uh (laughs) and then it's it's a very like tense and very funny scene and you get to see marianne at her most uncomfortable it's good it's some good marianne like we haven't gotten any good marianne in a minute uh we do we get a passing mention of logan in this episode which uh, is that's right tease of things to come (laughs) i Uh, hope so (laughs) So, ultimately, it is uh, it is decided that, uh, and this is a thing that we figure out uh, before. Uh, oh no, wait! I'm skipping over a lot. Uh, so Jesse and Derek do something for fun off camera when she's babysitting him, mm-hmm. and they're talking about like, oh, uh, maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe I do want to do that. And she says, "Let's make ice cream." <laughs> they make <laughs> ice cream. Yeah. Uh, the dad comes home <laughs> and is all too, like, uh, none too pleased that they did not film this for content. Yes, a few points that we skipped are that Jesse yeah. has been uh, hired to be his babysitter, but it becomes clear that she has actually been hired to basically act as his, like, producer while she's his PA. Yeah, away. she's his production assistant. Yeah, she's supposed to be filming everything he does. Uh, he's not allowed to eat dairy because it causes his voice to get phlegmy, which makes him less pleasant to hear on his videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, the father is, again, a nice guy, but everything that this boy does has is being filmed for content. And 
Jesse allows him to eat ice cream and B, do something fun without it being produced for uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't care for that. Right. He's not mean about it. He's just disappointed. He is disappointed, and he wants to... He wants to speak with Jesse's manager, it yep. would seem. And Jesse's manager is is Christy Thomas, the uh, founder and president of the Babysitter's Club. And it's really Christy's only moment in the show. Like, yep. she's around for the meetings, but this is her only, like, Christy moment. And she nails it pretty She well. delivers this with a plump, yeah. She, she comes in, uh, explains to him that they're babysitters. They are yeah. not a production company, and it is good. Uh, and he seems to hear it loud and clear, like it, it just needed to be pointed out to him by like a, yeah. a an empowered child, thirteen year old. Yeah, she yes. says like basically like she is a babysitter, like she is not a camera operator. Uh, you, you do not treat my babysitters this way. Mm-hmm. And he is taught a lesson because you don't step, Christy. Christy Thomas. And then he decides they should move to LA so he never has to be confronted by (laughs) a child again. No, that happens later. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Jessie sticks with I mean, she's going to stick with ballet. We know that the whole time. Like, that's there's never a question there. Um, She does not know that all the babysitters are going to come to her performance. Mm -hmm. All the babysitters. Right, because some plot since the baby the babysitters are babysitting 12 children so many because, children because of the parents going yeah. to this meeting they the whole episode it's like a d plot they're just trying to figure out what to do with the kids they're going to take them to a movie they end up deciding to take the kids unbeknownst to Jesse to mm-hmm. see Jesse's performance because the 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 what's the word i'm looking for the beans are spilled that she's yes. not actually the lead yeah uh, and everyone, I mean, everyone thinks she did an incredible job because they don't care that she wasn't the lead. God and no. she also, there's a really nice moment where Jesse is watching uh, from the wings while one of the uh, one of the other girls in her class does her, like her solo. I don't know what it's called in ballet. I'm sure there's a term for it. I think it's a solo. I think it's... Okay, good, good. A solo? And, yeah. <laughs> she's, and she says, like, she points out this girl isn't even facing the audience, but she's still grinning from ear to ear. And it kind of, like, jogs her memory of, oh, yeah, I love, like, I love dancing. And mm-hmm. I feel the same way about it as this person does. And it's a, it's nice. It's very nice. Yeah. And one of the, the girl behind her is like, look at her go or something. And Jesse's like, yes. Yeah, there there's a cute little exchange. Yes, they all they all love ballet, and uh, and Jesse's friends love her, and they're mm-hmm. so glad to see her. Uh, and a bunch of the children make her like uh, not construction paper flowers; they make her like tissue paper flowers. Yeah, she comments that she loves the color blue. It's cute. She says thank you, Charlotte. <gasps> she says thank I you to Charlotte. Love this color. Yeah. And uh, there's a few blurry kids that go by quick. And I'm like, I guess one of those is Charlotte. Apparently, Johansson. one is Charlotte Johansson. And then uh, Derek is there. Derek gives her real flowers, which is mm-hmm. a you know classy move. And that uh, that's around the time we find out he is going to be moving to LA because it's the thing to do for his career. 
And I, it is kind of like, oh, like this whole time you get, you're like, this boy isn't allowed to have fun. He's not allowed to be a real kid. His father micromanages his life and his career. All he thinks about is like the next big break. And you think that maybe at the end it's going to be like, my dad told me I could have a little more free time to play with actual children. And instead it's like, nope, we're cranking this career up. <laughs> we're taking this to the next level. Say, say so long to everyone you've known your whole life, Derek. You're going to be a Nickelodeon star. Or I guess a Netflix star. Poor, probably a Netflix star. Poor, poor Derek. Uh, yeah. it, it doesn't, I mean... He learned the important lesson of sometimes you can have fun and it's not content. But mm-hmm. did his father learn the lesson? We Hard to say. His, yep. His father learned, as you said, get as far away from these babysitters as you can. <laughs> They're wrecking your child's career. <laughs> so, I mean, this is the fastest we've ever talked about an episode, by the way. It's a it's good the, episode. So it's the end of the episode and it's just a really well-engineered, like well-oiled episode. Like it run, it, it, it moves, it zips, but it's not like the usual sensory overload we've come to expect from Yeah, because show. like Stacy, Claudia, Dawn, they get a few lines, but they are never the center of attention. No. Unlike every other episode that kind of tries to like give each babysitter their own thing, except Jesse. Uh, uh, and now, now Jesse has had entirely her own thing. Her, uh, Mal is there, as you said, but she's there mm. mostly as just a supportive friend. She gets a few funny moments. Of course uh, she does. I mean, she's, it, it, you know, impossible for her not to. <laughs> yeah. She's also, I noticed in this episode, Mal is dressed down a lot more mm-hmm. than she had been. Uh, and I appreciate that because she looks more just like a little kid. She's dressed like the way that Mallory's supposed to be. And so and Jesse also it dresses very in line with book Jesse. He's always leotards with pants over them. Yes. Uh, which I love. Um no, really I really like everything about this. It feels a bit more like the HBO series in that, like you said, there is less focus on the entire ensemble. It's much right. more like, let's push these ones to the forefront. Let's center them in basically one plot this time. Like, yeah, because uh, because it, it is t- like you have Derek and you have ballet, but they they keep overlapping. So, yeah. yeah, it's very straightforward and it's really good. And I like it a lot. One thing I did notice um in the scene, by putting Marianne and Jesse together in a scene, uh, it made me realize that with the exception of Claudia, uh, all of our characters who are characters of color have mixed race families. Jesse doesn't. And uh, so when you're when you have these two actresses in a scene together, you're now you're watching a scene where whereas Marianne was cast and you're like, oh, an actor of color playing mm-hmm. Marianne. Now you have a scene with a mixed race actor and uh, a non mixed race person of color. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, there's a, there's a dichotomy there that I found very interesting. Like, even though no one ever said anything, there is this, there is this sense of for Jesse, her experience is still very different from Mary Ann's in Stony Brook. Uh, Mm -hmm. She still clearly is, is up against things that Marianne might not be up against just because of the, the color of her skin. Yeah. Right. Uh, because because of her family. It's Marianne yeah. is very light skinned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that does, I mean, the colorism does play a part in yeah. a lot of interactions. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's awesome to see Jesse. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's just really like, it's great to see her put at the center of an episode. And I just, yeah, 
the HBO show was way ahead of them on this, which I well, appreciate. I mean, literally, it came out decades. ago. Literally, it came out decades ago, and Jesse was uh, Jesse was right out there the entire time. But she really was this. Yeah, I just I love. Like I said, I love the Ramses. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that they showed so much ballet. That because there's a lot of ballet, and there was also a lot of babysitting in this episode. Even and a though lot it was of like this unusual take on babysitting because of the specific client that they're working with here mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I think i said last time that last episode the stacy episode felt like a book and this one did too this one felt like a babysitter's club story like jesse's jesse's babysitting job is paralleling the problem she's having in real life which is always what happens in the books you get this like the the, yeah. the obstacles i'm trying to overcome with my charge are the same obstacles in a way that we're trying to overcome in in our daily life and uh and it just just dovetailed really nicely. I just thought I thought it was a well put together episode. It's it, this is good television. I mean, the entire time this has been an entertaining series, but sometimes it can be really hard for me to separate like my pre existing uh, affection for this material from the actual quality of it. But at this mm-hmm. point, I'm like, oh, oh, this is really good. Like this yeah. is very good TV. I want to give a shout out to uh, to uh, Doran Bell. And uh, Brandy Steger, who played Mr. and Mrs. Ramsey. Uh, They're really wonderful. He didn't get a huge part. Like, he only had a few lines, but he was appropriately funny and kind yeah. of just like, oh, yeah, uh, pa- with the whole thing. <laughs> he packed a punch <laughs> in the limited screen time he had. Yep. He was, uh, you know, you, you may know him from Snowpiercer, the series, and the new Turner and Hooch series. Wow. There's um, a lot of uh, series based on television. <laughs> And uh, and uh, Brandy Steger or Steger, she just has a lot of credit. She's she's been in a lot of short films, um, a lot of web stuff. But uh, she was great. I thought she just she just pulled it out when it came time to like read read Jesse the give Jesse the third degree. Oh, so uh, good. Yeah, the, um, no, this is good stuff. Uh, as I mentioned, we did get one passing reference to Logan. Logan texts Marianne. And yeah. this is appropriate because the next episode is... Oh, also we had Marianne just like reminders periodically that Marianne is a character that exists and we like her. Yes. So she gets her... <laughs> but she gets her own episode next. Like we, we're moving on to Marianne and the Great Romance, which is a... Uh, I mean, there's a double meaning in that title because I think uh, this will also be most likely when Sharon and Richard get engaged engaged not necessarily right. when they get married because that'll probably be done in the wicked stepsister it but... would be funny if logan never shows up for the rest of the season <laughs> well it, he's a ghost that makes the he most sense it, it makes would sense. be it would be funny if he only showed up in a uh in a in a, in a special mystery and mystery episode he had unfinished business but the business has been finished so yeah. we never have to he's see he's not him a again. ghost he's an angel <laughs> <laughs> oh that's boy (laughs) that's why they that's why he wouldn't he wouldn't be brought back to life by casper's weird uh bring the dead back to life machine from the Uh. casper movie remember that (laughs) of course i remember that i've been thinking about the casper movie too much because like the the exchange like the dialogue exchanges between devon so and christina ricci are like upsettingly adult (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that they made a cast for the friendly ghost movie that involved a, a machine that brings the dead back to life it's true it's true and also bill pullman was there right and also it goes way into the death of casper mm-hmm. why that little boy died 
<laughs> much more than anyone was asking for, I would much say. Much more than we need. Timmy the Timid Ghost never went into that. Never got into that. Uh, so remember, Har- remember Harvey Girls Forever? The short-lived, no. like... Oh, <laughs> this one short- I... Short-lived animated series about all the female characters from Harvey Comics, like Little Lottie and Dot and and all those. And uh, in Little the later... Lottie was the one who loved sandwiches, so I always loved related sandwiches. to her. And then yeah. in the later series, they brought in Casper the Friendly Ghost and the Supernatural characters because they were like, "We need to have, we need, <laughs> we're trying to keep this series we running." Need something. There's got to be some hook here other than girls of comics. Yeah. Harvey goes. So when we run out of babysitting, Babysitters Club media, we're just going to go into the Harvey, Harvey Girl girls series because yeah, yeah, we that... love TV shows about girls. We sure do. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll talk about. These girls, the uh, the eponymous girls, no, they're not eponymous. Our, seri- our series name is the Babysitters Club. Yes, titular the, girls. The titular girls. Uh, uh, we'll talk about them more next week. In the yeah. meantime, pizza toast pod at twitter.com. That's not. Oh a wait, wait, wait! I'm sorry. We I forgot to mention. Uh, we see the Rosebud Diner. Oh, we do the see the Rosebud Diner. I forgot about that. Diner. Yeah, that's... and it is. Rosebud Diner. It is clearly the Rosebud. Yes. And uh, that's where they all have ice cream. They have so much At ice the cream. End. Including like, Stacy, which made Alana almost stand up out of her seat and go, what's she eating? <laughs> well, um, I did notice that Dawn does not keep one. She just passes them down to everybody else, which felt yeah. right. Like, I was uh, I'm glad glad we got one of the two of them doing the correct thing. <laughs> Stacy can eat ice cream if she can she's eat ice being cream. careful. She's got an app. Just like Mimi said, this is app. <laughs> Just so like Mimi said. No, it's an app that makes uh, her able to eat ice cream. I don't I can't believe Mimi's gonna die soon. This is gonna be rough. I wanna go make homemade ice cream in a jar now, just like Jesse did with Derek Masters, the super brat. I think you should do that. It looks delicious. Pizza Toast Pod. Pizza Toast Pod. Uh, Twitter. Uh, on Twitter and uh, on Gmail. Uh on Gmail at, at gmail.com. You doing all right? I'm not not really. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I felt very sick immediately before this, and then I was like, I can rally, and I've been feeling fine up until this point. But now I'm like, you are, you are sink, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot see this, but Christy has just <laughs> sort of like faded from view as this as this, she is she is loganing out. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna, gonna have keep to just... ducking down further and further. <laughs> she does. I keep letting her just sink all the way down to her little panda slippers. <laughs> They're over here still. Uh, they're still not cats, just so you know. They've, <laughs> they have not become cats over the course of this episode. Oh, uh, Christy Admiral on Twitter. P. Corey mm-hmm. Gonzalez on Twitter. P. Corey Gonzalez. You could also listen to Phil's other shows if you're interested. I do in have that. other shows. Uh, do. Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bears podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Del Toro time, a Guillermo Del Toro adjacent podcast. <laughs> it is very adjacent at this point, but I think that's okay. You did have yeah. a, you had a Del Toro uh, centric episode very recently, right? Because yes, yeah, so we had uh, author Ian Nathan on discussing his new book about Guillermo Del Toro. It was our first guest ever. It was very exciting. Ooh, I'm sure that was never funny. had a guest on that show in the four or so years we've been doing it. <laughs> I should probably listen to it, and maybe I will. Should. I'm probably going to do that. Already, I mean, I already hear your voice as much I as I do, Wait, so I just don't do know about that. <laughs> and how I don't much listen to more? my friends' podcasts. Yeah. No, God, no. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> it's like going to a friend's concert or comedy show. Yikes. That I have done. Uh, yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for um, listening. Yeah. Give us a give us a rate and review. Uh, mm. Click that uh, 
the notifications button, that bell. Don't do that. We're not on YouTube. And, uh... And we'll say goodbye, goodbye to, your, to our friends. Your friend. Say goodbye yeah. to your friends! Bye, friends! Bye! <laughs>